In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. This thing called marital bliss is not so blissful. I mean, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of sacrifice and there's a lot of change involved. And unlike the lies of Hollywood, after Shanna and I fell in love, which was about three weeks worth, we've been rising into love ever since. From men in the arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we, we salute, salute you. you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10, and I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with my co-host, Dale Culver. We were a little bit off on the... Sorry about Solution. that. That was on you. I, I was thinking about something when you said, I went, oh, no, I, so I jumped in. So <laughs> I, uh, my bad. I own it. How are you doing, man? I'm doing jolly. Doing jolly? Like, <laughs> I won't even say it. Anyway, hey, you got a man law for me? Yeah. Uh, this one is men invest in yourself. There, You know, you, there's, there's this side of thinking that, well, you don't want to be uh, selfish and all this and that, but you got to take care of yourself. And that means your brain, thinking, your exercise, what you put in your body, taking time to rest, all those things. If you don't invest in yourself, you can't help anybody else. Well, and this is one of the things I've noticed with um, like really solid Christian guys is there are some guys out there that are almost martyrs, and they'll take it to the nth degree and, and do nothing to refuel them. And they, and they get to 40, 45, and they have a meltdown. You know, you need to be strong throughout the course of your life so there's not some massive event that happens that leads you to a crisis mode. And so um, I think that's really good. I think it is important. You, again, you don't want to overdo it by going overboard on uh, personal pleasure or uh, things that bring you life, but you, you know, or things that cost you money or hobbies. But you do want to find that balance between refueling your soul and serving those that you're called to serve and lead. And so this is the balance that we're always battling with, right? And so I think that's very important. So I want to get into, which kind of leads me down the, this path today. Today's uh, equipping intent is called strengthening your fragile marriage. And and when I say that, what I, what I mean is all marriage is fragile. Marriage and fragility are very, very similar. So the moment you think your marriage is strong, you're in trouble. When my wife and I first got married, we got married around the same time about eight other Christian couples got married. And honestly, people were voting against us because we we struggled early on in our marriage. We fought all the time. We were two very similar personalities, kind of headbanging, and uh, people were betting against us. And today, we're one of the only couples left standing, Christian couples. And so I've realized 
And a lot of those couples used to tell us and brag about how they never fight and they get along so well, and now they're divorced. And so I realized early on how fragile marriage actually is. Right when you think it's strong, it can all crumble on you. And so one of the things that 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 I've tried to do is really stay connected with Shanna. On August 1st, we celebrated our 27th anniversary, and uh, she's a flight attendant, and she had booked a trip to Maui. And when she does these trips, booked a trip, I mean she's working the trip. She, it's her job. And she gets a nice hotel, and she gets a 24-hour layover, and she said, hey, you're going. <laughs> I said, oh, no, I'm not. She said, oh, yeah, you are. I said, honey, I've, I'm stressed out right now. I've got too much going on. I can't get away. And, and I finally won the argument, and then I realized I lost the argument. <laughs> I won the argument, but I thought, oh, this is not worth it. I'm going. So I, I changed my mind. I went uh, with her. Uh, she was my flight attendant, which was pretty cool. I had the best-looking flight attendant. I got to sleep in the same bed with her that night. It was awesome, you know. So uh, I, I went to Maui, and when we first went – we went to Maui for the first time in 05, and she, I went kicking and screaming – because it was in October, which was hunting season. And I'm like, why would you go lay in the water when you can go shoot something, you know? And uh, once I did go to Maui, I fell in love with the place. And uh, we've been back about eight or ten times. I just love it, you know? Uh, but what I've realized is that this thing called marital bliss is not so blissful. I mean, it's a lot of work. And it's a lot of sacrifice. And there's a lot of change involved. And unlike the lies of Hollywood... After Shanna and I fell in love, which was about three weeks worth, we've been rising into love ever since. Uh, yeah, I'm married to my lover, my best friend, but it always has, hasn't always been that way. We've struggled. We've fought. We've put in hard work that goes to the commitment of marriage. And praise God, we've come out on the other side. Now, maybe God willing, we'll have 40 more years together, but it's a lot of work. Biblical love, like marriage, is a climb. It's a grind. It's not for the faint of heart. And we just need our guys to realize that. Marriage is extremely fragile. And I've learned to dismiss anyone who says marriage is easy or we never fight. They are either single or a liar or they're soon to be single <laughs> because they have no idea. what. The truth is that marriage is the most difficult yet wonderful paradox on earth. I mean, I thank God for organizations like Promise Keepers, Men in the Arena, Focus on the Family, Love and Respect. Without these organizations helping marriages, we might have much worse of a situation. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 19, verses 5 and 6, for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh, what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Did you catch that? Let no man separate. And here's what I was thinking, guys. And this is what I feel. I feel really strongly about this. I would. I have a conviction for this. I deeply, deeply believe this, that divorce is never an option. But it's always a possibility because marriage is so fragile. When I think of divorce, Dale, I it stirs up painful memories from my past. In fact, for me, divorce is deeply, deeply personal. As a child in the 70s, I distinctly remember my parents talking about all their friends divorcing. And I thought, oh man, my parents are next. And actually, I don't I don't know if you know this, Dale, but next Saturday will be the 41st anniversary 
that of the day when my parents gave me the it's not your fault on it's your our birthday fault. on my birthday so my birthday's next saturday 41 years ago on my 13th birthday my parents gave my siblings and myself the talk it's not your fault that we're getting divorced so this is deeply personal for me uh, I, I hate divorce i hate the pain it causes i mean it really devastated us as as children it's devastated my my dad never did recover from the divorce in my opinion and i vowed on that day to do whatever it took to stay married and by god's grace and a whole lot of stubbornness i can say that i'm married to my best friend most of the time she's my best friend sometimes she's a pain <laughs> she would say the same about me but guys i'm telling you marriage is so much more fragile than you think it's only as strong as the time that you invest in it. Today's marital effort compounded over time makes a strong marriage. But even a strong marriage of tomorrow is only as good as it is today and every day's best effort. So please, 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 guys, don't assume the strength of your marriage on yesterday. Yesterday is history. It's gone. It is hasta la vista, baby. The strength of today's yesterday's marriage is obsolete today. Admit that your marriage, you have to admit how fragile your marriage is, and it must be handled with care. Invest in your marriage. We talked about this earlier in the man law. Spend money on your vacations. Take your wife on date nights and weekends away. Ignore the ignorant voices critiquing the investments that you make in your marriage because it is the best investment you can make. It's well worth it. Seek help from like-minded people who are committed to watch your back for blind spots and help strengthen your marriage. Look out for each other. Do life with those people. And ask tough questions. Ask tough questions about the marriages that surround you. Never assume yours or any other marriage is strong based on what you saw yesterday, but only on what you're seeing today. Lastly, I want to say this to you guys. Don't take advantage of your marriage, especially your wife. Love her today. Love her ahead of loving your children. She will be in your home much longer than they will. She must be the most, most important person in your life. If she's not, and you're a Christian man, then you are a theologically screwed up Christian man. You don't understand your Bible. Your wife is more important. If you've been married more than once, and she is a third or second or third wife, she is more important than the children that you bore before her. If she's going to be around for a lifetime, you've got to figure this out biblically. In a few short years, all you're going to have is each other. So what will life be like then? Guys, I hope this helps you to understand how fragile marriage is, and we cannot take it lightly. We cannot take advantage of it. We have to work hard and rise into love with the bride of our youth. Guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast, Equipping Men in 10. Take some time today and go visit our website, menarena.org. There you can grab a free electronic version of my bathroom book for men, and when you do so, we'll add you to our equipping blast that goes out to men from all over the country. And uh, guys, make sure you uh, pray about and consider coming on our financial champion team that helps us offer this podcast and other great resources to men all around the world. Love to have you get involved in that group. We are a crowdfunded organization. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. Love your wife. And be a man. Equipping men in 10. From Men in the Arena, 
If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.